Could not be more pleased to have back on the Rich Eisen podcast, Matt Damon. Are you one of those Patriot fans that takes Lee in the Jets and the butt fumbling? Scene? I made the Liberace movie this year, so that's fine. <laughs> There's some butt fumbling in that movie, a, too. Just a wee little bit. <laughs> Larry David, good to see you, sir. I think a lot of writers can be offensive coordinators. What's harder? If I could write stories, why would I be able to draw up a play? He is none other than Broadway, Joe Namath. If Mark were to get the nod, and if he played decently, if, uh, if, what a big word for only two letters, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Cannavale. I told you my Derek Jeter story. I had Yankees, Atlanta, for the World Series. Screaming, screaming, screaming. Nothing, nothing, nothing. He doesn't even look at me. Finally, last at bat, eighth <laughs> inning, yeah. Jeter comes up. Derek! Just turn around, man! Just turn around! <laughs> Finally, he like dumb. He does the thing with the weight. He's about to go up. He turns around. He looks at me. He goes, "Bro, I hear you." <laughs> Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer Rich Eisen podcast. Is your host, Rich Eisen. Hey, everybody! It is the latest edition of the Rich Eisen podcast, the one in which. We have a matchup for Super Bowl 48, finally. Post-Championship Sunday, pre-Super Bowl 48 edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast. It is, after all is said and done, the matchup that at some point between weeks 1 and 17, I decided was my prediction (laughs) for Super Bowl 48. Seattle (laughs) against Denver. You guys are laughing. You know you would have taken the other way if Chris the Niners Law, had pulled that out. Chris Law, Chris Brockman. How are you, Chris Brockman? How are you guys? Uh, Rich, I am, I'm a little tired. I know. You're, you look like a truck has run you over, and I feel the same way because uh, we work on the same Sunday morning program, uh, and I did the Sunday uh, game day final as well after the post-Seattle-San Francisco game. I don't which, think most people realize that's that's like a 19-hour day for you. You're here at 3 in the morning. Mike, Mike and Marshall do that almost every week too. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a long day. It's a long ass day. day. It's a long ass day. And you're on television, too. It's not like you're yeah, just you know sitting what, by the desk. I mean, uh, here's, here's what I say to people. It, it's a grind, but it's the greatest grind of all time. Oh, it's fantastic. You know, it's the greatest grind of all time. We're involved in a sport where uh, 50 million people are around a television set in this day and age where there are so many different ways to slice up your attention span and the eyeballs can go on second windows and so many different things that on-demand viewing that that we are a part of a DVR-proof ratings machine that we don't take for granted, but it's the greatest sport we have in North America, right? We have to tip our caps to all those across the globe that call football a different sport to us, and it is increasingly popular and games like the nfc championship game are so powerful so intense to watch i felt like i needed a cold tub at halftime just merely watching that game we're we're very lucky but brockman you do look like you've been run over by a truck (laughs) thanks uh but you guys we we joked about it with dan patrick last week yeah at some point during the season my pre season prediction of 49ers Broncos morphed into Seahawks Broncos 
And nobody called me on it. No, we didn't. Really, I think I think you were just going with NFC West Broncos. I think that's what oh, it, well, fill in the blank. Fill in right, the blank, right. yeah. <laughs> From the exactly. NFC West Broncos, um, and and it is a matchup according to the Associated Press, the first time since '91, I believe, since the Giants and the Bills went at it. Was that the I think the uh, number one D number one O the the team that scored the most points yeah. in the regular season takes on the team that gave up the fewest yeah. in the Super Bowl and we all know what happened yeah I mean and and and, and so it, it is the a classic matchup where Peyton Manning is the veteran if he wins he'll be the third oldest quarterback to win the Super Bowl behind. Uh, when Johnny Unitas won it and when Elway won his second going off into the sunset would be the only older quarterbacks to win the Super Bowl. And then there's Russell Wilson. You run down the list of quarterbacks who have just merely started in the Super Bowl, not won it, started in the Super Bowl, who were not drafted in the first two rounds of a draft. And the, the list thins quickly. First two rounds. Yeah. With Tom Brady, obviously. Tom Brady is obviously one of them. Rex Grossman? Rex Grossman would be another. Matthew Hasselbeck would be another. Just in in recent years, yeah. you just recount back, right. and you know there's always there's Roger. First of all, Eli or Peyton have been now in uh, every single uh, three of the last five Super Bowls. Yep. Okay, you just keep going back and back and back. Take a look at in 2011, right? You had Eli Manning and the Giants taking on Brady again. Last year, it was Kaepernick second round taking on Flacco first round. Year before that, 2010, Roethlisberger first round, Aaron Rodgers first round. 2009, Breeze second round, Peyton Manning first round. 2008, Ben Roethlisberger first round. Then you get to another one, our buddy Kurt Warner. That's right. Undrafted. Kurt Warner. 2007, Brady. Eli. Eli. Brady obviously was a sixth rounder. 2006. Super Bowl. It was Rex and Peyton. Right. 2005 was Ben and, and Hathew Hasselbeck. Right. 2004 was Brady and McNabb was first round. Oh, three, there's DeLome. So, and Brady. There aren't many quarterbacks who just get to the Super Bowl in the last 10 years who weren't drafted in the first two rounds. And here's Russell Wilson in his second year. His second year. We were wondering preseason, would Seattle take that next step that we all assumed that they would? And it's never a given, guys. Yeah. Take a look at Houston. Everybody's other oh, here's their big step year. Atlanta. And they fell apart. Atlanta, here's their big step year. And, and, man, it and, didn't, it and didn't. then we find out last year might have been their big step year, yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. Windows close very quickly, which is another reason why when you get Peyton Manning in a Super Bowl like now, he he this is it. And I'm I'm going to reserve judgment. We'll not say on this show who I believe wins Super Bowl forty eight. We're planning on having another one later in the week. Yes. It's not a definite, but we're planning on it. We're gonna save our picks for if not later in the week, then next week. Okay. Well next week we're in New York. I understand that. That's gonna be tough. I understand that. We'll get Brockman to phone in. We'll have phone in here. There are you. communication devices. There's ways you can do it. <laughs> there are ways to do it. We'll figure it okay. out. Yeah, it might. But this show is all about uh, recounting what we just saw. Yeah. And getting you set for Super Bowl 48 week in New York City. And in regards to that, 
I don't, and also what happens with the NFL moving forward. And in regards to that, we cannot have a better guest than the commissioner of the National Football League himself, Roger Goodell, who was at the NFC Championship game in Seattle on Sunday and uh, made his way down to NFL Network at Los Angeles to uh, check on uh, the folks on the left coast of the National Football League operations. The goods, the goods in studio. Well, I don't know if I, we, you know, not many people are allowed to call him that. Yeah, well, RG1, you've called him that to his face. Do you call That's him the goods? That's true. I definitely do not call you him the goods. You cannot call him the no, no, no. I would stick with Mr. Goodell. I think, I think Commissioner, Commissioner Goodell, yes. Right. Uh, only David Keckner gets to call him the goods, the goods, or Goody, as he said that people referred to him walking down the hallway, <laughs> which I can personally attest in New York City when the commissioner walks down the hallway. Nobody calls him either of those terms. No, not, not a chance. <laughs> but the commissioner here uh, is here, and I got a chance to speak with him um, on NFL Total Access. Um, the cut-down version of the conversation will air, television version. Uh, the full version airs to, here on the podcast because that's the way we roll. We, yes. we, we leave uh, – no, nothing on on the cutting room floor. That's just for you, Brockman. Next week, when you right. put together the Rich Eisen Super Bowl special, in, awesome. in a turnaround that uh, is uh, unenviable. <laughs> it's going to be to say the least. It's going to be a tight with, window with his normal game day morning Super Bowl prep, right. as Well, too. true, right? And it's going to be a long week the all ba- around. Backup editor. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, Paul's uh, in New York. Oh, Paul's going to New York no. to work Super Bowl coverage for uh, all the many, many okay. hours that we have. And the here's bullpen. the issue is we don't know who our guests are yet because we didn't know who was going to be in the Super Bowl right. until just yesterday. We're taping this the day after Championship Sunday. We know some of the guests. Well, we know it's Buck, Buck and Aikman together, together unless schedules crop up and I can only get one of them. One of those guys is going to be on the As of on now, the special, it's the two of them. Which would be great, because we've yes. never had that. No. We had Al, but not Chris. We, we had, had Nance, Nance, but not, not Sims. Sims. Yep. And that Nance interview last year, that was fun. I mean, well, there is no better storyteller that I've met than, than Nance. He is, you know, you could say what you will about his uh, on-air broadcasting, which I happen to love. Yeah. Because it's not, it's not edgy, right? And we live in a 21st century where there's edge. You got to have an edge. At least that's the way I broadcast with a little bit of an edge. And Nance, when you meet him, he's got he's there's edges all around. Oh yeah. He's he's got a, and his storytelling last year, the two times he's been on the this detail show, that he went into just saying you know his preparation and going into stuff. And he, he knows really the history of everything and a, appreciates. He's it. in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He got the Roselle Award a couple yeah. of years ago that I was honored enough to be the MC of the event. For that, I love Nance, and he was great last. He was great yeah. last year. So getting Buck and Aikman this year, uh, let's knock on wood for that. And Jim Brockmeyer will be strolling the um, turf, I guess, in Newark. Yeah, it's at the Prudential Center. <laughs> it's where at the, the Prudential New Center where the Devils New Jersey play. Devils play. I believe, oh, media a, day is, I believe yeah. a WNBA team, the Liberty, I think, calls that home as because well. Because the you know the New York the New York. Liberty, I thought, is Madison Square Garden. That's what I thought. I, yeah. I think they play. Brush up, the, brush up on your yeah, WNBA. Yeah, let's, let's, uh, I shouldn't know this, so I'm kind of glad I don't. Oh, come on now. Come on now. WNBA, they've got next. WNBA Prudential Center. So, yeah, because usually the media day is at the facility right. itself. The New York Liberty play at the Prudential Atta Center. boy. Good job. Yes. And uh, clearly we're not going to have media day outdoors at, at MetLife Stadium. Sure. So uh, it's going to Newark. So uh, Jim Brockmeyer will be strolling that. The turf. I can't wait for that. 
Also on this show, we're, we're, I, I'm proud, as always, of the eclectic mix of guests. Big We've got the commissioner on one side, the Sklar brothers. Nice. Randy and Jason. We'll be here of Sklarbro country. And they're also, they say that they're coming from downtown L.A. on a break of a show that they got out of a table read to come. So I'm, I'm curious as to know what show this is. Like a new show? Like, I, a, I, like a scripted I, show? I don't know. Must be. We'll find out what's going on with the Sklars. Very cool. We're blowing big, up. Uh, big St. Louis Rams fans. I know, Sklars. but they're also big. They're also big, um, big uh, fans of of the NFL. Oh yeah. And I'll give you one. I, I might I might use one of their jokes that they're going to say. <laughs> but um, uh, when Ann Wilson <laughs> yeah. sang of heart, sang the national tweet. anthem at the NFC Championship game, they called her yeast mode. <laughs> the, the, Which the, is wrong on on so many every possible level. When she but when she hit rockets so red glare, did, it, did was there an earthquake? Uh, like, so funny. Yeast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. What a show! Let's dig into the games. Yeah. Uh, where where do we start? Well, with your Patriots, brother. You gotta start early. Well, let's start with chronologically here. Let's do it. Um. They were not the better team Sunday. Not at all. And, and I, I would have said they were the fourth team, the fourth best team going into Sunday, just on paper. I mean, too much to overcome, and it caught up with them at probably the worst possible moment. You also saw something you don't see, and Tom overthrew a couple open receivers. Edelman twice well, on that one touchdown. They still scored on the next play. Well, hold on a minute. I turned to my Patriot man here, and the New England area knows that Brady in the games that they lose in the playoffs, he just he'll he'll occasionally miss some people. And yep. I am, I you know how yeah. much I love Tom oh, yeah. Brady, and he's been a guest on this show, yep. and I love that guy. He means so much to me as a Michigan Wolverine fan. Sure, he missed some people. He missed some people. The the the, the Edelman, a pass that I believe Phil Simms said sometimes you throw a ball too well, so the ball was so well thrown that it wasn't well thrown, but um, he. That 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 would have been huge. If, I mean, he, had, if he had hit Edelman there, that could have been clearly it was a a, a momentum change for the moment because Denver was being kept off the board three nothing at that point in the first quarter. They were killing Denver on play action pass. They were wide open. Yeah, and Brady missed a couple of guys right before the end of the half. I was sitting with Warner. It was a very tough throw. I believe it was Collie. On yeah. the on the uh, sideline, the one on the side, the right sideline, yeah, yeah, yep. and and it would have been a big play. They could have gotten three points at least before the end of the half if they connected, right? Yeah. But that's a tougher throw. Yeah. But New Adam England fans, I always hear it from some New England fans. They're well, like, but I, Brady, yeah. I would say Brady since, did this, uh, Brady didn't do that to get a little. Bit. When he came back in two thousand nine, his deep ball throws just really weren't what they were in 2007 with Randy and those guys and, and Jabbar. And I saw a great stat yesterday. On throws of 25 yards or more, Brady completed 21% during the season, which was 31st in the NFL. Peyton Manning completed 46%, which was good for second. Well, I, it, it, who were his weapons? I think it's where, it's a combination of a couple of things. Uh, but you've been the saying weapons. that about Tom his whole career, who are the weapons? I, I'm not I'm like, to, to put this loss on Tom is, it's not. is ridiculous. That's true. The Broncos receivers were wide open the entire game. Yeah. You just saw the Patriots got really exposed about how thin they were on defense, and when Aqib Tlaib goes down, we can talk about the play he got injured on. Let's do that. 
Um, <laughs> they were they were not the same, and I think that game really turned and basically ended on, on that play. Because when Tlaib went out and Dennard went was put Dennard on. Dennard was out before, though. Dennard had, right. had gotten injured and came back. But. And he came back, and he's now on Demarius Thomas. And that was a wrap. It's a wrap. Ta- you know, both Thomases went wild. And that was what game day mornings Irvin and Warner were pointing out, is that Julius Thomas was not in Week 12. Right. He was back here, and, and you were he gonna would ask be opening the rookie, up the field. And you were going to ask the rookie, Jamie Collins, to try to defend Julius Thomas, which is definitely a mismatch. Other- well, that Collins is a keeper. Oh no! By no, the way, no question. He is no question. A really good football player. But asking a rookie to step in and cover this guy when you're already depleted and you're on the entire defense defense, it's tough. Let's yeah. talk about that play. Yeah. Where, of all people, to knock Akib Talib out of the game in a Bernard Pollard type situation, because you know Patriot fans are always pegging Pollard. He's the one who got Brady's knee. He's the one who got Welker's knee. And he got Ridley last he year in the playoff Ridley game against the Ravens. last year in the playoff game, but I tweeted that out. I tweeted that out um, on uh, Sunday that, that that Welker was in the Pollard role. Yep. And you know who tweeted me back, who, who reacted to that? Pollard? Torrey Smith. Ah. Now what'd he say? What was the word? He just tweeted one word back at me. Huh. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Let me get that because that got retweeted a few times. Here's Tory Smith, who I guess either follows me or saw what I tweeted out. Because I'm like, isn't that interesting? Of all people in the Bernard Pollard role, yeah, you know, it's it's him. Um, yeah, wait a minute. He he he's part of the whole um, Richard Sherman situation. He's got a lot of tweets mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll talk about that in a matter of moments. But go ahead, talk about the play while I find the Tory Smith tweet. Did you, Brockman? Did you, th- as as a obviously a Patriot fan and someone that's had Welker on the team, did you think there was intent there, or do you? Because when you look at the play, intent he, he obviously intent is coming lo- towards him, but it looks like he gets shocked and almost stops right beforehand. I don't too. know if you, if you watch the game, <laughs> the Broncos are running pick plays the entire game that weren't called. You talk about the third down play on their 93-yard drive they, they called defensive holding on. There was a pick on that play, which should have got called instead of the hold. So, look, to, to say that Wes is like, oh, these are my guys, this was my former team and they wronged me and now I'm going to go out and – I don't think he, I mean, That's yeah, what I mean. That's, that's ludicrous to yeah, think yeah. that. It's just, it's just a play that happened. He's not going to go out and hunt for – No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying right. that, that to think that is ridiculous. So Settle was the word. He tweeted back yeah. at me. Oh, that Wes settled and the No, no, Tory Smith. Just just reply settle. Settle. Like you settled down. Like you yeah. settled down. Like settle. Ah. I thought he meant Wes was settling. No, that. no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I just I would just surf back into what what I was talking about before this interrupting <laughs> what you were currently talking about. <laughs> but it, um I guess Belichick had a a, a a night to digest the film. And I'm sure Bill does what he always does after a game, which is digest the film, break it down, and then get ready for Senior Bowl. I mean, you gotta when you lose a championship game, as he said on Sunday night in his press conference, you're behind the eight ball. Yeah, you're behind the eight ball of some certain teams. You know, of evaluating, getting ready for what now thirty teams are focusing on solely, which is the combine and the and the talent evaluation portion of the schedule. That's uh, beginning to uh, bloom. East-West Shrine game this weekend, and then you've got the Senior Bowl coming up on NFL Network on Saturday. 
So he said all of that, and then uh, on uh, Monday morning, on a I guess a, was this a conference call, Chris? Long? No, he uh, he was actually at the Patriots facility. <clears throat> Went back and he did a, a he did his press conference this morning and unsolicited. That's the key word, because as you know, we are connoisseurs. <laughs> On this podcast, we got several tweets last night asking us to break down Belichick's post game. We are connoisseurs of yes. Bill Belichick post game press conferences, and we all know how you have to approach him yes or no questions or whatever. So, again, when you say unsolicited, what we're about to hear is part of the preamble. Opening comments? Opening comments. Yes, exactly. He came out to the podium, made some statements, and then this came up before reporters got to ask To use questions. the Andy Reid vernacular, this is prior to the time is yours. <laughs> that is correct. Okay, let's see it. Coach Belichick, here it is. I was asked about the hit on Tlaib, um, and I feel bad really for Akib. Uh, the way that play turned out, I went back and watched it, which I didn't have a chance to do yesterday. Um... There's the deliberate play by the receiver to take out the key. No attempt to get open. Um, and I'll let the league handle the discipline on that play. It's not for me to decide, but it's one of the worst plays I've seen. And that's all I'm going to say about that. And that's all he said. And that's all I'm going to say about that. The receiver. Deliberate and the receiver. It's one of the worst plays I've ever seen. Wow. Now, what he didn't mention is that Julian Edelman ran the same pick play a few times in that game, as did man, Amendola. Oh man, but... oh, man. Well, we'll see what the uh, what the league does say about that. Yeah. What was amazing to me is in the second half uh, of, of that game, the Patriots had three possessions. The entire game, uh, they really only had seven. They got the ball back with 25 seconds to go in the second quarter, so you can count that if you want as an eighth possession. But, I mean, Denver held on to the ball. Here's the issue. For them, too. Uh, I believe Glauber, uh, Bob Glauber, I follow on Twitter, Newsday, mm-hmm. tweeted this out, too, that Denver punted on their first possession and then, and then scored on every, every other possession. Yeah, that's all. And Colquitt, on the punt, punted it into the end zone. So the Patriots started on their 20. Every single time. Every single time. Yeah. Because in Denver, after you score, Prater's not going right. to not boot it all the way to Wyoming. Yeah. Their field position for every possession was the 20. They had to go the, the length of the field every single time. They had to slog it out. But to leave being out was crucial. And with the Wilfork and Mayo and Spikes and all of these guys having been out, throw to leave on top of it. Catching up to him. And Peyton Manning was as good as he's ever been. As good he as really he has ever been. He was on point the whole game. And it, it, it also helps when those guys were just wide open. Wide open receivers. 400 yards passing, and we can't have it both ways in the media when he doesn't perform well and the team loses, or he performs well and the team loses, and we blame it on him. We can't have it both ways. We can't sit here and say, well, we expected him to do that. Now go win the Super Bowl. Yep. Which which we're going to hear over the next Are 10 days. Are people saying that today? Yeah. yeah. I even said it to Dion last night on but, game day final. I'm like, expect- is that fair? And he's like, it is because he is the coach on the field. He is the guy who gets the two plays from the Clyde Christensen's and the Adam Gases 
of the world. But did right? you expect 400 yards, two touchdowns? I don't know what his, what his quarterback rating was, but it must have been darn near he perfect. He is the guy who chooses run or pass. He is the guy who know, chooses when to call Omaha for real and when to call Omaha as a fake. He or, or runs Marshall. the Marshall entire— the big word yesterday. Right, and I asked if it was Falk. That apparently is, a from what it seems to be, a shout-out to his boy. His son is named Marshall. Huh. Let's not read into, because this whole Omaha business, <laughs> where did Omaha come from? But Marshall, if, you know, Marshall's the name of his son. So that would be awesome. Car- the ultimate Carol Burnett tug on the ear. By the way, that would be so awesome. Yeah. If he's just like, okay, son. During the AFC Championship game, tune in. You'll hear your name every now and then. <laughs> Is that the coolest thing a dad can do for his son? You're going to be yelling Xander what? every few minutes Xander! on the podcast. Xander! Well, I'm only doing that because he's not eating his breakfast. Ah. Uh-oh. All right? I'm a disciplinarian as well. But at any rate, long story short, is he is the coach on the field, is what Dion said. So when you lose, it's on you, even if you did play well. And... It's just a fascinating development. I've heard so many people talk about it. I even heard one comment, and I won't say from who, that that Peyton has to win the Super Bowl because he doesn't want to be like Marino. I'm telling you, people don't count 2006 for some reason. Everyone forgets he's already got one ring. The whole issue with him is he is just on a different level because of what he has done in his career. Yeah, in the regular season. In the regular season, but also the playoffs. And if you are considered one of the all-time greats, you got to have multiple rings. Certainly if you're a one seed, two years running. But let's not forget the guy's had four neck surgeries. What he has done to come back, we just assume, oh, yeah, he's Peyton Manning. Sure, sure. At I age mean, there 37 was a, there was a, with a neck redone four right. times he's gonna throw for 400 yards there was a large yards. portion of the media that thought he should have retired two years ago instead of coming there were people back that thought he, I, I was one of the ones that thought he may never play again. I, that, I was also I, I'll, I'll be honest Rob Lowe did yeah Rob Lowe certainly did. <laughs> it's funny to this day when you when you uh, google if you google Rob Lowe Peyton Manning that... and here's how let's not forget this because and, and, and we won't because I'm sure this will all be rehashed over the next two weeks that we have to oh, kill yeah. time until kickoff at MetLife. Let's not forget, when Rob Lowe said that, the only reason why it is Googleable is because it was believable at the time, and everyone ran with it because he was friends with Jim Ursay, right. and it was believable to the point that I called our information man at the time, Jason LaConfora. Mm-hmm. Because I got that call from Rob Lowe. Yeah, the voicemail. We played it. I we think. played, we played it. it on the podcast. All right. I called Lock and Flora, and I said, Jason, I'm not saying this is true, but I'm saying that this guy would know if he says that he's heard from somebody in the know. And he goes, Lock and Flora wasn't like, oh, please, Rob Lowe, forget it. He's like, all right, let me, let me check on it. And he called Peyton's agent, who Con- said at the Con- time – I got to check. That's how believable all of this was in January of 2012. Oh, man. And it's January of 2014 with him throwing for 400 yards on Tom Brady in the New England Patriots defense in the AFC Championship game to go to the Super Bowl. Let's keep this 
as much in perspective as we can about Peyton Manning. It's unbelievable. Manning. But it's like what you expect of any any of the greats. Look at the Tiger Woods, you know, in majors. It's just expected from him. He, he, Peyton also has lost five home playoff games. You can't be one of the all-time greats losing. But we all might know that off the top of our heads. Do we remember the circumstances of those five playoff games? That's true. Some of them he might not have performed well in. Some of them he might have done well, oh. but the defense couldn't stop somebody. Special teams created an issue. I mean, seriously. Yeah. It's, it's just whatever no, your record we is. We don't it's know. True. His record is what it is. Right. He's now 10-11. Uh, and 10-11? and 11-11. 11. 11 and 11. He's now 11-11. and 11. So he can win his second Super Bowl in his brother's building to match his brother, go over 500 as an all-time playoff quarterback, yep. right? Yep. And be the third oldest quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl, but have four neck surgeries to do it, change teams, become the first quarterback to ever win two Super Bowls with two different franchises. Five MVPs if he wins this year? He will. Win that. There's no if. Yeah, yeah. There's no if. He... The only question is who's going to accept the award from him on the NFL honors. It'll be that's... his brother or his dad, or maybe both of them together. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure the the organizers right now are on the phone of the Manning family saying, "Why don't you all come? You all come. Cooper. Get Olivia. Cooper get Cooper. Get Cooper. Get Olivia. Get his wife. Get the kids." I mean, if you go back to Sunday, the game changed in the third quarter when Peyton rolled out that seven-plus-minute drive, and the Patriots get the ball back, go for it on fourth down, don't get any points. Game okay. over. Peyton Manning's over. going. Peyton Manning's going. And as he told Kimberly Jones, he, he's so well aware of all this. It's funny. Eli won his second in, in Peyton's and building. Lucas Oil. And now Peyton's going for two in, in Eli's building. Of course, no one's remembering the Jets also are, are, are co-tenants <laughs> of that facility. And one of the things we will hear – in the coming weeks. He could have gone to the Jets. Well, he could have gone to the Jets. Let's put it this way. The Jets knocked on his door, and he was just like... um, Looking at that roster. No sale. Yeah. No sale. He wanted no part of any of that. I'm sure he didn't want to be in the same city as his brother, battling for back page, Inc. It's just not going to happen. Wasn't going to happen in any way, shape, or form. But one thing that I was supposed to say, we're going to hear over the next two weeks, is Seattle's head coach was one and done by the Jets. Chudzinskied, which is the verb I created on Sunday night. Yeah. Pete Carroll got his first hack at the head coaching tree opportunity in the National Football League given to him by the Jets in 94, and they won and done him. He went to, after that, coordinate the defense in San Francisco. After that, the Patriots gave him a try. After that, he was out of football. In 2000, when USC turned to him as, I don't know what number choice it was for them. It certainly wasn't one. Down the line. And nobody in this town in Los Angeles was excited for Pete Carroll to come. Not one bit. And, and now he, will, he, could, he could run for mayor of Southern California. Pick any city. Yeah. And now go, go from Oregon on north. And he owns that area now, too. As he's taken Seattle to the Super Bowl, to New York City, home of the Jets. For him, it'll be the home of the Jets. For Peyton, it'll be home of the Giants. Just telling you how the media is already beginning to think here. Any, any chance, any chance he rides off into the sunset if they win? Who? Peyton. Oh, I thought I had transitioned to Seattle. Well, you were back in New York, and I just I wanted, I wanted to. <laughs> what did you want to do? That's not a fair question to ask, though. There's no chance. Yeah, but I think maybe someone we might spend some time speculating on that over the next week and a half. I doubt it, man. 
I doubt it. It was originally a four-year deal, right? So It's $20 million on the table to come back next year. He wins, so what if he – I mean, that, why not play football? Yeah. He could still do it. Without roster. And if his fa- he and his family is fine. And if Sunday's any indication, he's not going to get hit. The Patriots he didn't got, get hit Patriots once. Got he got one, hurried. got it one hurry. Yeah. I mean, that was the other part of the problem. I mean, say what you will about the Pats only rushing two or three guys, but come on, get some pressure on the guy. Move him, quote, off the spot. Didn't didn't I was that uh, was that Rosenthal of the of ATL who tweeted or they retweeted somebody called it a Golston? No, <laughs> no sack, no sacks, <laughs> no hits. Wow. The Patriots were Golstoned. No sacks, no hits. That's great on Peyton Manning. Wow. Yeah. Now, I know we just went on and on about the Patriots, the Patriots game. We did. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'd like to stop talking about that now. I know you would. And I'd love to talk about the, the NFC Championship game, which was phenomenal. One of the best hard-hitting Absolutely. games that we've seen, no certainly question. in this day and age when we were, all the rules of the NFL apparently right. were, are set up for offense and you got a premium on the running game and a premium on defense and both defenses were hitting each other and San Francisco was performing in a way that we had not seen offensively in that building. They had their first lead of the Kaepernick era, if you will, in that building. And uh, then Marshawn Lynch with one of the greatest 100-yard rushing performances I've ever seen. Marshall Falk's X-Factor from the game day morning six-hour extravaganza. Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin had over 100 yards he receiving. And, um, and one of the more wild sequences where it looked like they were kicking a field goal, Seattle. They call a timeout. It's fourth and seven. They send the offense on instead. You could either kick it, punt it, or go for it. And Pete Carroll goes for it. They get a free play, and they go up top to curse for the the go-ahead and eventual game-winning touchdown. What a sequence that was. And then the finale that sent Richard Sherman to Aaron Andrews and Seattle to the Super Bowl. We will talk about all of that with the Sklar brothers. Yes. On the other side of the studio. Yes. But first we have to pause because the boss is here. Um, I have to leave now to go interview him on uh, the NFL Total Access set. Again, you can see a portion of this interview tonight, the Monday night, or on NFL.com. If you're um, uh, international or even nationally and didn't see uh, NFL Total Access. But we're about to hear what I'm about to do. Does that make sense? I mean, I guess. Right now. The fourth wall, Rich. It's the fourth wall. We're breaking it down. Here, Okay, here I am with the commissioner. We have the commissioner of the National Football League right here on the NFL Network studios. Good to see you, Roger Goodell. Thanks for joining us here today. Thank you, Rich. Good to see you. Fresh from the NFC Championship game, correct? Yeah, what a night. That was fun. There's a lot of energy and excitement going on in Seattle right now. Energy they have wow. up there in the Pacific Northwest. Just, I guess, a f- start with a, uh, a fan question, which I'm sure you don't get asked very much. Just as a, somebody who's watching a football game, what, what was your take on, on the scene there? Because you can hear it through the television set at home. <laughs> what was it like witnessing what you, what you saw up in uh, Seattle? Well, you saw it all weekend. I, I got up there early Saturday and was had an opportunity just to be on the streets and just see the, the enthusiasm for the Seahawks and what it meant to that community, mm-hmm. how it pulled that community together. And it was really extraordinary in the stadium. The energy is just, uh, it, it's so exciting. And uh, they really feel that they have a part to play in the game. <laughs> yeah. And that's really wonderful. That's wonderful because they do, I think. There's no question. It is a a tangible intangible, as I told you (laughs) just moments ago. I've never witnessed anything like that. And just uh, 
you've, I mean, you've been around all the league, and I know you, you, you fans are, are great everywhere. It just seems that in Seattle that they are just a, a little bit louder. Than well, they're all a little different. I, I will say that stadium is awful loud, and I, I don't know. Obviously, the fans created, and whether the physical structure, the climate, what it is up there, but it is, uh, it is a loud, uh, wonderful place to watch a game. And then it was just a, a defensive game, just where running and defense – was crucial to winning the day. And you take a look at the regular season where points aplenty. It seems that one, uh, we, we set records this year in the National Football League for, on occasion, most points in a week, most touchdowns in a week. In terms of net points for a year, it was a fourth consecutive year in a row that that went up. Where do you think is the state of the game, competition-wise, on the field with points being scored and defensive play being paramount where do you where do you think this all fits together as a piece of the puzzle well rich one i think that's one of the observations i make about the postseason i i you know as you got into the playoffs you know controlling the football and running the football became much more important it's that old thing about you got to be able to run the football in december and january to to win the super bowl and i think some of that's true we saw that happen a little bit in the last couple of weeks and we have great defensive teams that have been in the playoffs uh, and great running teams. And I think, the, I think the game is in a great place. I've never been more optimistic about it. I think the game is uh, exciting. Uh, we, we've made some positive changes from a safety standpoint. And the fans are reacting to it, Rich. They're, they're engaging in record numbers. And it's because of the great things that are happening on our, on our fields. Is there any thought, though, in the competition committee to pump the brakes on the number of points that are being scored during the regular season at all? You know, one of the things they look at, Rich, when they get together and they'll start, uh, they're actually going to the clubs right now and trying to see are there any ideas. And, but it's always about that balance. What's the right balance between offense and defense and defense and points? And they always work to try to find that. And uh, I think that they will continue to try to see if they, they believe they're in that right zone. Are they, do they, and I, you know, as a fan reaction, I say it's great right now. So do you believe they're in the right zone? I do. Right now. I do. But, you know, you have to constantly monitor that. You have to constantly make changes because teams adjust. They adjust offensively or defensively, and you have to be aware of that. And that's what our committee does such a great job of, of going in and looking not only at what changes are necessary, but also what are the unintended consequences to a particular change. While we're on the subject, I guess, of the future of the game, um, making helmet-to-helmet or head-to-shoulder or shoulder-to-shoulder or shoulder-to-around-the-neck area hits reviewable, do you think that there is an appetite for that within the league membership or the competition committee? Because it just seems sometimes referees are throwing the flag out of caution, out of seeing what they clearly believed was was a hit, that looked violent, but when you look at the tape, body parts connected in a way that is not illegal. Do you think that this could be a reviewable play in the near future? I do. I've talked to several coaches during the year. It's a, uh, it's a big call, obviously. We've had some mistakes made on the field where a player used the right techniques and a flag was thrown. You don't want that. You want to encourage them to make the adjustment, which I think players and coaches have done. And we want to make sure that we get it right on the field. So I believe that will be a reviewable call. I know the committee is going to study that. What about any uh, other aspects of the game that we're used to seeing? You could even hear rumblings about an extra point 
potentially going away, that it's, it's sort of like the penny of the National <laughs> Football League, that we just take them for granted. Is there a possibility that the extra point goes You know, away? Rich, one of the things the committee does, besides looking first at the safety issues, how do we continue to take those techniques out of the game that we think can lead to injury? And that, that's obviously a major focus of what they do. But it's also looking to see, are there any plays in a game that really are not consequential? And one of the issues that uh, has happened is that the extra point is almost automatic. I believe we had five missed extra points this year out of 1,200-some-odd. So it's a, a very small fraction of the play. And you want to add excitement with every play. So there have been some, uh, some proposals. Some are uh, still going through the process of creativity, but there's one proposal in particular that I, I've heard about. It's automatic that you get seven points when you score a touchdown, but you could, uh, you could potentially go for an eighth point either by running or passing the ball. But so if, what you, would fail, come, what if would, you fail, yes. you go back to six. So you get seven for scoring. Seven for scoring, automatic extra point. And then, but if you want to run or pass, you can get the potential for an extra point, an eighth point. And then if you fail, you actually end up with six. You lose a point. Is that going to happen? I don't know. It's one of the things that, you know, we, we often get a lot of ideas that are thrown out. And the committee will look at all of them and decide what uh, what is worthy of further consideration. So what currently would be a two-point play, anything right now in the National Football League, running a two-point play after scoring six, it would be a one-point play after scoring seven. But if you don't make it, you go back back to six. six. Now, there's some issues, and it goes back to what I mentioned to you before about unintended consequences. You want to be careful there. Is that going to discourage people from going from two? And... You know, we want to make sure we look at some of that. And that's what the committee does. And they'll make some, obviously, some, uh, some focus of this in the committee, and uh, we'll see where they come out. Do you believe this is the last year we had six playoff teams per conference? Do you think that the expansion of the playoffs is going to happen, and it's going to happen in 2014? I don't. Uh, I, I would be surprised if it happens this year. I think it, it would probably, if it happened, it probably wouldn't happen before 15. But would it be voted on this year for 15? It could, yes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And the concept would be only one team gets a, a bye week per conference, 2-7 and 3-6 and 4-5 would be the, the layout of that That's correct. idea. The big discussion would be the first weekend, the wild card weekend of playoffs, how would you structure that? How would, would you, you, have stru- three, how would you structure Three on that? Saturday, three on Sunday. We're looking at every alternative, and I think that's what the membership ultimately is going to have to decide. Could you play a game on Friday night? two on Saturday, two on Sunday, and another one on Monday. You want to balance all that with, uh, with the competitive issues that come with that. Is, is that a smart thing for us to do? Those are the things that we're going to be studying. Mm. Interesting, because you could, if you're talking about a Monday game, competitive issue would be playing on a short week on a divisional playoff weekend. Potentially, well, but the, a Friday's playing a, a short, long week. A short, well, they're playing they're a short, short week coming right. off the final regular season game. Uh, in fact... Uh, that's one of the issues. If you did play on a Monday night, the likelihood is we wouldn't allow you to play until Sunday. But these are the kind of things that have to be balanced uh, between, obviously, the competitive is the most important issue and the safety issues, but then also from a, from a partner standpoint, our broadcast partners. It's the Super Bowl this year. We're, we're hearing you're sitting outdoors. You're sitting outside. Sure. Do you see what's going to happen? Yeah, sit sure. out there? Yeah, I can't wait. So you'll be sitting out there with a 
with fans? Who are you, who are you sitting out, out watching the game with? Well, we have several guests, but you know, we're, we're in New York. It's part of the elements. We wanna, we, I want to be outside. I want to be there. I want to experience the whole thing. This is, this is one of the things that uh, I think is going to be one of the most memorable times uh, in my 32-plus years with the NFL. And I, I want to experience the right way. I, wanna, I want the authentic experience. Why do you think some fans are wringing their hands over the weather in a game <laughs> of a sport that otherwise prides itself on playing in any weather, where some of the more classic games have been played, playoff games in cold weather? Uh, this, even this year's wild card playoff game that set ratings records between San Francisco and Green Bay. Sure, and we had week 14 where we had right, the snow know, game. We had, we had four or five but, great snow but games. But when it comes down to win or lose, history-making game in the Super Bowl, many fans think you must remove weather as a variable. But you can't. We, you know, we played Super Bowl 41, I believe it was, in Miami, and it rained the entire game. We can't, we can't take the elements necessarily out of the game unless you play in the dome all the time. That's not our game. Our game is to experience the elements. It's part of what we do. It's part of football. And I believe that's part of our history. And the membership believes this is going to be a great thing. So uh, right now, the weather forecast is you and I are sitting here. And these things change, <laughs> as you know. 37 with a chance of rain or snow. If I could put that on a piece of paper with a dotted line, would you sign for that? <laughs> right now, you know, we're, that weather. Yeah, we're embracing the weather, Rich. I, you know, that, that's fine, but that's not one that we can control. Uh, I just believe that that's going to be an exciting period of time for the people in the stadium and also people in the in the stands. Would I love to see a few flurries? That wouldn't be bad. Sure, that would be great. But we're gonna we're gonna make the accommodations for our fans that are in the stadium, and we're ready for just about everything. Yeah, what concerns do you have then? About this Super Bowl. Well, the first is, can you pull off an event in a large metropolitan area like this where you're dealing with multiple jurisdictions and uh, security is obviously a big issue for us. Uh, we want to be prepared for weather alternatives. We never want to compromise on public safety. So we're making sure that we're in proper coordination with, with all of the officials on that front. And then we have to have contingencies. We have to be ready if we have some type of inclement weather that would cause us uh, to modify things. And that's not unusual in any NFL game, but much less a Super Bowl. We have had to, we have to have those contingency plans. So fans are sitting in section whatever. We'll ask you what, the, what section. They turn around and they see you, the commissioner of the NFL, you're sitting out there outdoors. Are you, do you have your, like a Gore-Tex all I'm going to dress appropriately for the weather, Rich. Well, you, 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 you know, you, you layer first, so you, <laughs> so you, so you're prepared for that. You do layer. Yes, that's you cool. layer. So, you, but it, you know, right. I think that's we're trying to make sure that fans understand how to properly dress for this to be prepared for it. I mean, one of my favorite stories is uh, my wife and I want to go to a game. Uh, just as fans, uh, several years ago, we went to a game in Chicago. It ended up being the Bears-Packer game around Christmas. And she lives in Chicago, or her family does. And it was negative 27 degrees. Oh, boy. And we sat the whole game, and then I even went into overtime. And we had the best time. So that's those experiences, and we remember that. We talk about it. That was a, that was a great time for us. And that's what uh, Super Bowl 48. Plus, also, I mean, you know, New York, it could be 55. It could be something you could. It's entirely possible that that happens. Well, we went from the Arctic vortex, you know, one weekend to 60 degrees two days later. That's right. That's what happens. And we don't control that part. 
Commissioner, we appreciate you uh, coming in to our studios here. It's great. At the NFL Beautiful. Network. We appreciate uh, everything. Although, you know, I don't know who to speak to. This this thing is a little scratched up. I don't know. We'll, that means you're getting good use out of is it. Is that what that means? That's a, okay. that's a good use. About, you know, again, I went up the flow chart for this thing. Um, but maybe I should, I, should, I should study the flow chart a little better. We appreciate what all you're doing for football fans out here. It's, it's great to be able to watch the network and, and watch football 24 well, hours it, a day. It's on behalf of everybody here. We're uh, right back at you. We'll see you in we'll see you in New York and New Jersey. Can't wait. Can't forget can't forget the New You're Jersey right. side of you things. Certainly can't. That's the Commissioner Roger Goodell here on NFL Network. The Commissioner of the National Football League. I think I got some news. The goods, yeah, you definitely did. The goods. You keep referring to the goods. It. I love it. That was one of the funniest. That's what moments. David Keckner called him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you were allowed to do that, uh, but uh, let, let's review what the commissioner told me with uh, two people who have. Not heard that conversation because they just walked into our studio back on the Rich Eisen podcast. Uh, the 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 uh, best football twins this this side of the barbers, um, Jason and Randy Sklar. I, I don't know what side of the barbers that puts us. On, I don't. I want to be on uh, the side with his old babysitter. Yeah, I'll be on that. You like side. that one? Yeah, you I like, do that? like that side. Um, I, I love going on your podcast, Sklarbro Country. Everyone should go on Earwolf and and um, and download that. Yeah, you're great, great on as that. soon as we're Fantastic done. Fantastic, you guys are the best, seriously. Thanks, and I love having you guys on. So and and you are big time football fans, huge, huge St. Louis Rams fans. Yep. yep, Rams fans. But like football in general, I I think this season, these playoffs, mm-hmm. the way it sort of worked itself out, and now especially the Super Bowl, I am so excited more than I've ever been for an for end teams of the year. that were that aren't our teams. Just yeah, to be a, just to be if a you're a fan, fan of football and you love football, if you love football, defense versus offense, I mean, in the immortal words of Diane Keaton in a white pantsuit, something's got to give. <laughs> <laughs> Something yeah. has got to get. I mean, right. what is it? Well, We're sitting here saying, what's it going to be? It, it definitely confirms that your Rams are in the toughest division in football. Oh, I think that that is, easily. without a doubt, been confirmed again. Are they going to erotic the situation for the next few years? Because I don't see... You know, I don't see San Francisco and Seattle giving up the reins in the next four or five years. So, are they going to what? What did, what did Andy Roddick? That was a tennis situation. reference, which we don't get a lot on this. I show. know that. No, but you, but you used it. Like, hold on a minute. You used it as a verb. Yeah, well, when yeah, you Roddick, you, when it means Roddick, you've got talent, but you're never going to get you there. You would have been great in a different generation, in a different era, because the two guys that are in front of you are going to be so good. They're so going to be battling. They're going to be Ewinged. To use Ewing, that as well. yeah, that's, Ma- I, Malone, Ewing should have put that shot in against Indiana. It's well, the literally like even that's, if he that's, did, he, that's on him. Throw we, it down, he big went man. back rim. Throw it down, it big went back man. rim. I was one of the worst moments of my sports uh, life. Throw it down, that big man. That was a man. bad one. He probably traveled on the play, though. Oh, uh, well, probably that. traveled. Yeah. Ewing going to his left. I mean, literally, he was like, he got his passport stamped yeah. four different times. Ewing got frequent flyer wow. miles. Ewing went through customs in the lane <laughs> and then wound up on the so other side. So before we get to the Super Bowl, I want to bounce off yeah, what, what I did just the, yeah, What did the commissioner say? Here's what the commissioner said. Um, in terms of the playoffs, he 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 believes that it will be voted on it could be voted on at the owners meeting in march to expand the playoffs to seven teams per conference where mm-hmm. only the bye week would be just the top seed it would be 2 versus 7 3 versus 6 4 versus 5 and two conferences on one weekend of football wow that mm-hmm. he said could be either 3 on saturday 3 on sunday 1 on friday 2 on saturday 2 on sunday 1 on monday 
Wow. I mean, but they have to look at the competitive issues based on the short week that the Friday playoff teams would be on, and the the uh, the short week that the Monday playoff teams would be on if they advanced. Well, let's look at the two three in both of the this year. Was there that much of a difference that you're like, oh, Carolina should have definitely gotten the bye? Well, here's here's this thing too. It's not just that. It's 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 how competitive would the seven seed be? That's my issue. Who is, and who and this been? year, this year it would have been Patriots Steelers, which I thought would have been a great a, game, a great game, great game, and Carolina a of a fifty-five to twenty game though. <laughs> Car- well, yeah, a Carolina. Well, I, but the Steelers were playing differently I down the stretch. I understand. As, yeah, it, it was a different team. You just wanted to remind everybody that, that we you did, in fact, put on anybody this year. 55 right? on Mike Tomlin. How far <laughs> into the field did he go in that game? <laughs> <laughs> and in the NFC, it would be Carolina against the third team in from the NFC West, Arizona, which was which, playing. Which, by the way, Arizona narrowed. They were 10 and 6. Right. You know, 10 and 5 10, before the last week of the year where you're like, if you're 11 and 5, that's one of the best records in the league. Yep. Now, it would also have removed the drama from the San Diego-Kansas right. yeah. City yeah. game as to whether who was going to get into the playoffs. So the Week 17 drama would have been different, mm-hmm. and that would put in 14 of 32 teams. This is it would be of... almost half the league making the playoffs. So It would, it would, it would diminish like it. the regular season. You think about the NCAA tournament. Like, does the regular season matter? Just get in. That's all you care about is just get in. Does the regular season in the NCAA basketball matter? No. you got so many teams. I, so I'm many not going to besmirch Baltimore's run last year. But, but Great word, by the way. I won't besmirch it. I won't even besmirch my, Don't even besmirch my use of the word besmirch yeah, in this context. I, I, I would never besmirch it. I'm not going to besmirch Baltimore's run last year, but as a football fan who's not a fan of the Ravens, I was like, eh. Really? Am I really going to be excited? And they won it all. So great. Kudos to them. But I'm telling you, this year, this is like a matchup I cannot wait to see. And Mm -hmm. every single – these four teams that wound up in the championship Could have been any combination of those teams. I don't care. If it's New England, San Francisco, that is one hell of a Super Bowl. If it's New England, Seattle, great Super Bowl, and then vice versa, San Francisco, uh, uh, Denver, that's a great Super Bowl. And I just – you know, you watch – Kaepernick yesterday, and I was like, "This guy." You know, who I was thinking of the whole time the people who gave him up for adoption. They really? Were just, they were bummed. <laughs> They're bummed. Look at how bummed they are. Mm-hmm. Boom, fifty-eight yards. Could have raised. That. I, he honestly, you could have raised that. He, but he is going to be good for Sol, and he he throws that ball a little bit higher to Crabtree. At and the they're end. gone, and they're going. Yeah, but I know, that's but almost that's the, the same thing as last year in the Super Bowl. That's right. the issue with him. Uh, anytime field. he runs, I think of Avatar. Yeah. He's like a Navi uh-huh. in cleats. He wears he's those long strides, incredible strides. He runs so upright. It, he does. Yeah. When he hits the second level and finds a seam in a defense so that he, you didn't even see forming, right? Mm-hmm. So you and got he, one and, and, linebacker who's uh, who's basically spying him. If he beats him, it's you have receivers down the, the field and big receivers. Anquan Bolden is a tough, big Phys- guy to get physical blockers. guy. Gore set a block yeah. on, at one point on yeah. that 58-yarder that yeah. he went on. And then, but but but, as Dion and everyone else was pointing out on our post game show, he just doesn't, he can't read a defense. He but, doesn't but, but read but a won't defense. He get better it's at difficult. that. He's I, you have to listen. But he read that the is defense right. He, on that last play, he read the defense right. He just didn't throw it high enough. You throw oh, it high. You throw. And it meanwhile, Crabtree. This is the best Crabtree after the game. His comment of like that was the only play he made on me all day. Oh, That's what he said. Lord. Like sticking it to Sherman. 
Can we have more Sherman every season? You know what? Let's get in. Let's get into the Sherman of it now because we couldn't get into it before. We yes. went. We we more Richard we did, Sherman. We didn't get into it before. We only discussed the game. Let's get into the all best. of that stuff. You know, as as uh, Chris Law is. On the phone. Who are you on the phone with? What are you He's doing? On the phone with who are you Sherman. on the phone with? Who called? Who called? Richard Sherman called. Who called? Is that Richard? No, he said, it, "You're going to beat the best." Who called? I will wanna, shut your mouth there, for there, you. There's, there's some called? traffic in the studio today, so you know I'm trying to extend our our time up here today. Don't worry about it. You've got a meeting to go to. I, I can that that I what? can be late for. What? <laughs> I can be late for the meeting. You were late Love for the it. meeting. I can All be right. late for the meeting. It's, so let's it's, it's, uh, Mooch let's get into the Sherman of this whole scenario. The coach's podcast. So you know I gotta. Mm-hmm. Trying to work on that. Okay. All right, we'll push him. So look, he's multitasking. He's got he an ear. He's got an ear on on his on his on his forehead. Um, while we're waiting for him to get to the Sherman's. best, so. like Aaron Here, Andrews was so prepping herself right. for the like every, for the basic you know normal platitudes. We played a great game. Give glory to God. Great job. And he just he went nuts. He but he said everything that you think a player should. You right, hope a player right. would say after the game. To and me, then was, he, and then she turned into like. Every girl who was mad at her boyfriend, our friend Dan Van Kirk said, said that. that. <laughs> so true. She's like, who's talking about you? <laughs> who is? Wait, who? Let's play it because we have a ton of international <laughs> listeners who, who did not who did not hear this. This is after the game. And then and then we're going to have because this I became, know the genesis. Here, here's here's the whole thing that's so fascinating about sports and football as well, that when Half the country with a television set is watching, which I believe that was the number. It was 56 Six million, million mm-hmm. homes. Mm-hmm. Were what, 56 million people or homes? That Bottom line is, it a was lot. an absurd number mm-hmm. of people watching this game. Yep. When you have that audience, when there are people like my parents, mm-hmm. 76-year-old... The Eisens. Eisens from Brooklyn. <laughs> you remember the Eisens. Okay. The, the, you know the Brooklyn Eisens. The Brooklyn Eisens. Like, they are, <laughs> I love them. They're straight out of Seinfeld. Right. Okay. They're watching. They, when they are watching, when you have those people watching, a moment like Richard Sherman mm. becomes a touchstone. Oh, yeah. It's the moment. On society. Yes. And what he should do and what he and how stands to win gracefully for. And class. It just, it that was just, a word that got thrown Class. And, and, and. And the issues that go back and forth, and what he should say and what he shouldn't say. I loved it. That happened. It, the Twitterverse exploded. exploded. And I like saying I don't besmirch the Twitterverse no. or use of that word. Don't besmirch it. And and so we caught wind of that. Where Dion even at one point because we're breaking down the game live yeah. on the show yeah. on Sunday night. Dion even said, well, "What what did Richard Sherman say?" Because he's blown. He held up his phone on the air. He goes, "He's blowing up, are blowing, right. blowing me up about that." And I'm like, "Let me get to it." And I read verbatim what was already transcribed by the assignment desk in an email blast Which I would to the have network. paid for to hear you read his Actually, words. I did. It was <laughs> probably so I much I did calmer. get a tweet. I did get a tweet, you know. <laughs> Going, it, it, oh, it did Eisen, sound like, you know, so some, I was some Falcon Crest, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't sound. It Simon didn't, and Simon. I will, because, <laughs> because I will Simon. shut it. Matt Houston, P.I. I will shut it. I and he did it. scare the crap out of Aaron Andrews as well. well I mean, no, she just kind of was like, oh, God. He didn't scare her. No, he didn't. she was. She, she handled it. She handled it. She, she handled, asked the follow up. She's right. not Who's Matt? Who's scared. About you? And then they cut she her off. Was, she was a little taken aback by how demonstrative he was. I believe she caught him. Had it been what sixty to ninety seconds after right. the final the ticks? I know. I 
mean, the crowd is going nuts. He's going to the Super Bowl. He made the play. I mean, he's jacked He up. keeps saying that there's been – stuff's been brewing. He said something to him. Crabtree said something to Larry him. Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald. Right? At their April, charity thing. Yeah. Right. And this thing's been brewing. I and he love said it. this. And you know how many athletes – create something in between their temples to get themselves fired up. I mean, to me, the fact that Crabtree in the postgame interview said that the only play he made <laughs> right. on me all day means this isn't done. So I, so here's – here's I will read for you exactly how I said it on the air last night because this is the email that I got. How did you do Richard Sherman, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Trab, Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Okay. Don't you ever talk about me. Don't you open your mouth about the best or I'll shut it for you real quick. I'll do Aaron Andrews. Who's talking about you? Who? That's right. <laughs> who's talking about you? Who's That's talking? what she said. Who's talking She's about like, you? She's like, who's talking about who's you? Who's talking about you? Who? And then he said, don't you open your mouth about the best or I'll shut it for you real quick. And I think the initial reaction people had about the Sherman is that he was – Telling Aaron, Aaron Andrews, Andrews to no, shut he's it. He's talking about I never Crabtree. Got that. I yeah. got that he was talking I about Crabtree. Because when she said who, he said Crabtree. He right. actually said Crabtree. Right. But there's some people who didn't Thought hear that. Thought that he was yeah. saying <laughs> it to her. Here is what it was like. And then right on the back end of it was was Dion and Marshall talking about yeah, it's, it, correct? It's, it's the statement and then it's you on the set with those guys for okay, about great. 90 additional okay, seconds. Let's see, here it is. And this is from game day final Sunday night. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Who was talking about you? <laughs> Crabtree, don't you open your mouth about the best. Or you're going to shut it for you real quick. L-O-B. Wow. Okay, <laughs> that, that was towards Crabtree. Now, I don't know what Crabtree uh, said about him. That's different. Uh, that was different. Yeah. See, when you get the story, that, that was totally different. He was hype. That, that was to, right. That was, was right after was the game. He was high. He was emotional. I don't know what Crabtree said. Right. I, and whatever Crabtree what, said. during the game? Is he referring I, to? Yeah, I, I mean, during the week, yeah, yeah, I, I, didn't the week any, I didn't hear Crabtree any trash talk up and down the coast. It had to be coast. during the game. It had to be during the game. Because Crab is going to talk during the game. He's going to talk during the game. If, if you are going to talk. You in the game. We just had this. We, we, in game day morning, Dion was a part of game day morning, the smack talk. You did a good job, by Thank the way. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. It's a part of the game. And after the game, it doesn't stop. Once you, once, once you get the W, that's when it really starts. And he had his platform, and, 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 that's, what, and, that's, and that's what happens right there. You call somebody show. out, boy, you better be ready. Dude. And that's, that's what happened. Do you amend anything that you said 10 minutes ago? After no, 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 that? I stand by what I said. First of all, I, I just don't like it. I just don't like two young athletes going at each other over the national television. I don't like it. You know, I don't mind you having a personal vendetta and, and going at each other face-to-face, but not over the speaker box. You don't do it like that. I'm, I'm okay with it if it's if it's in a, if they both agree that it's it's competition and that when they see each other off the field it's, it's like it's, it's like good. it's like you know what that that was class. that was a good game you got me there if if that's the way it is as long as when you're not in between the lines you can remain respectful and friendly with each other then it's then it's it's, it's all fair game. Well, Sherman certainly earned himself another stanchion at his podium. You know how the podiums yeah. that everybody's oh, going to yeah. go to have the bleachers. I like the right? kid. You know, I He's really going to have a bleachered podium. I like him. I like him. I had to really study his game. I really had to study his game. There you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah. All that's I, missing from Sherman was a mean gene. You know, yeah, like, did you oh, think that's what it was? Brother. I, you know, the no, guys. Wait, I'm going to say this. What's kind of funny to me is that really the person that he took down on that last play was Kaepernick. It wasn't like. 
It wasn't like Crabtree had it in his hands and he ripped it away right. and made him look like a fool. Crabtree he, was behind him. And if you look at the replay, which I know, Rich, you probably looked at yes. a zillion times over and over. Yes. Sherman is completely extended. If you look at Crabtree, his arms aren't completely extended. It looks like he's waiting for the ball to just drop in to him behind Sherman. Like, Sherman is fully extended. So... You know, I, I'm not saying he loafed it on the last play, but he. Well, did. What could he have done? He couldn't have done anything. He in also the right position. He also said in regards to he was asked at his podium, uh, he made a throat slashing gesture, like choked. Well, he, said, he that was for Kaepernick, and then he went. To, listen, he 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 just came across like a lunatic, screaming, yelling. Yeah, as much of America didn't expect to see him screaming and yelling. But isn't that and, great? I mean, I kind of well, love like the the rawness of it. This is, I mean, again. Seattle's been in the Super Bowl once before. They, this is so big for them. Um, San Francisco was there last year. They were there 20 times from the 80s and 90s. Like, this is so big for Seattle. I feel like when I, as it was ticking down, I actually watched the first quarter, and then I was driving and listened to the fourth quarter. Listened right. to it on the radio, which I love listening to sports on like the radio. Because you local Seattle radio. I was listening to the Seattle guys call the game on, awesome. on radio. It was... They were going berserk. I mean, it was kind of the best way to listen to the game because these guys, their emotion in that fourth quarter went back and forth. They fumbled the ball on the two. They got the interception. They came back down. And then, you know, San Francisco's driving. To me, it was it was incredible to hear that. You understood how important it was for that entire city. I get why he is this excited. Well, here's here's it's just a different ways of going about things. And let's let's put it all in perspective here. He's a fifth-round draft choice out of Stanford. His college coach in the draft that he comes out in is now picking for San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he has passed up. I don't know how many picks San Francisco had in the first four-plus rounds of the draft. Right. He's passed up by this man. You don't forget and the it. entire league. And you he also thinks it. that coach said bad stuff about him to other GMs. To let him fall. That's this is what he's thing. thinking. Mm -hmm. He now plays for Seattle. Yep. He has some trash talk mm -hmm. with Crabtree yeah. throughout the entire game. And, it's a battle. And perhaps it's a calendar battle. year from yeah. what he is saying. Off the All field. Right? And he makes the play to wrap it up and go to the Super Bowl in a manner that – Nobody thought a fifth-round choice out of Stanford could make. Incredible. He's got all of these chips on his shoulder. Brady, our guy from the University of Michigan, mm -hmm. has a fire that burns within him because he's a sixth-round draft. That's choice. right. That's right. He was passed up by everybody. So he's going to show everybody and what that you missed. Fire that burns within yeah. is what f fuels his greatness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He lets his play do the talking. Sure. Richard Sherman. He also lets his wife do the talking. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Richard Sherman. You can't fuck throw it to every to himself. That is, that is exactly That's right. Exactly he lets his wife do and the talking. And so, so Richard Sherman does the talking. Right. On right. top of letting his play do the winning, and he did it in a way that could be absolutely viewed as classless, with the throat gesture. And to say that, you know, I'll shut up your mouth for you because people are, don't understand maybe what was going on between yeah. him and Crabtree. They don't know. Even Pete Carroll came out and said Monday, he said, uh, we aren't perfect and we all make mistakes. I look at it like this. What would I tell my son? I'm a dad. I speak from that perspective. Maybe players don't always want to hear it that way, but it's the best way I can communicate. That's already taken place, and we've already talked about it. So he's probably talked to Richard Sherman. When, when Pete Carroll has got a problem with your morals. 
Jesus. Yikes. <laughs> that's, that's, you, you, you done slid down the line there. What kind of stepdad is Pete Carroll? <laughs> that's right. Uh, so we had that conversation uh, with Colin Hanks. Yeah. So clearly, you know, this has become It's a thing. He issue. had to address it. He had to address Certainly it. Certainly he's going it, to New York City for the I Super Bowl. Know, it's the number one media market in the world. Fantastic. The number one media event But isn't it great? World. We talk about the East Coast bias. No offense to the, you know, New England would have been a bigger story and hit more people because Boston is on the East Coast. I think people need to be hip to how big of a rivalry this San Francisco-Seattle uh, thing is. And I think people in the know absolutely get right. that this is – one of the best, this hardest is hitting. This Red Sox. This is that because football Because San Francisco is considered part of the Pacific Northwest. It just is. Like San Francisco, Portland, and Seattle. So you are talking. It is like Boston and, and, and New York. It's You're Ohio, on, Michigan. It's, it's a state lines, put. tribal situation you have. And it is a territorial. And a lot of these guys, like, look, they came up out here. They came and they played out here. That's- uh, to me, I love that this is brewing. It makes the league better. It makes great. it makes our division, like you were saying, our division where our poor Rams are in, but it makes them better. Which, by the way, Rams had a great season. Rams aren't so poor. They're not so poor. Second a- overall pick. Less yeah. Snead. Did we talk about this? We hung out with him. He was like, we're going to be good in two years. That's what he said to us last year. He's like, we will, we're going to be good. Okay, we might surprise people. We will be really good in two years. Just by the nature of draft picks, by the nature of who we're bringing in here. Mm-hmm. I believe it. I believe, like, you know, if somebody has a bad game, if somebody gets injured, think about if Kaepernick goes down or if Wilson goes down, which, you know, you got to be able to handle the, the backup. Right. But, I mean, anything's possible. But I do think it, it sort of brings up that whole division. Remember, like, five years ago, that was the weakest division ever. Eight and eight, you were in the playoffs. Well, when Les Snead took the game, it took the job. He said that he got a lot of texts from people saying, great first job as a general manager, and you're in the weakest division in the NFL. Right. And, you know, whoops is right. Yeah. Yeah. The Sherman issue is going to be a storyline all week long next week. All week long. And I wasn't joking. He's going to have a bleachered podium at at the at the uh, media day. Who does he who does he cover on the Broncos? I mean, is is he a Demarius Thomas? No, he's here's what he doesn't travel with a specific receiver. He has a side. Okay, so So whoever whoever's on on the right side side of 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 the ball is going to be his. The problem is they have so many. I mean, could be Decker, could be Thomas, either Thomas. It could be Welker's not going to be split out all the way wide, but Sherman can play inside too. I mean, he's remarkable. He is as good as they come. He, he is as the, he's good the best right now. as they come. He is as good he as is, they come. He is, and he backs up his play. He does. It's just I don't think going out there and saying and my opponent blows essentially. <laughs> I won't even use him well, in Madden. I won't even yeah, take yeah. him in a. I yeah. won't even. You know, I, right. I, I I don't I don't think that that is something that we need. However, to it is intimidation in, on that level because you then maybe you're thinking about I don't want to get talked down. You know what I mean? If you in it's your boxing, mind, so to speak, if you're it's it Muhammad is. Ali did it. You know, if you're saying okay, and people hated Muhammad Ali for that, by the way. A lot of older established people and people who said just show up for the way in and shut your mouth. Right. Right. And I do think that there's a little black white thing going on, too. I do think you see kind of like Floyd Mayweather. now. Yeah. You see a guy, you know, older white people are going to see a young black man saying that stuff and they're going to be like. You know, look at this. Look at what we got. going. Well, you could see that on Deadspin. Deadspin had a uh, had an article or a, a post on some of the things that people posted. 
about Richard Sherman. I, are, it it are, becomes like a I conduit mean, can't for even their say races. It. Stanford grad Richard Sherman, who graduated early and was yeah. getting his master's yeah. degree, yeah. by right. the way. Oh, so by the, the, way. Guy's, the guy's not an idiot. The guy's he's, not an idiot. He's not an idiot. Brilliant, but he gets hyped up. Also remember, he's on the field in Seattle where it's louder than God. Yeah, he, so you just have to sit there and be like, how would I sound if I was at yeah. like a Motorhead concert? Well, here's how he sounded 20 minutes Motorhead. after in the post game. He doubled down because people gave him a little bit of a pass saying yeah. there's the emotions right yeah. after. I have some more sound you want to hear. It's brief. Okay. But it's him, A, calling, him calling people on Twitter, all right, go ahead. thanking the a-holes on Twitter, and then doubling down on Crabtree and all that all right, noise. And then I'd like to also say something to the, the a-hole fans that write on Twitters and Facebooks and Instagrams and talk crap because we appreciate the motivation. We appreciate it. You helped us win this game. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. Again, what was what, what were you saying? Oh, um, I, was, I was making sure everybody knew that uh, Crabtree was a mediocre receiver. Mediocre. Um, that's funny. And to when you try the best corner in the game with a mediocre receiver, that's what happens. He must have really talked. You always felt Michael Crabtree was a mediocre receiver. Is there something that happened? Well, well, you know, there's there's been a lot of talk from him, you know, running his mouth, you know, during the off season and and, and, and personal conversations. And uh, so I, I appreciate that he knows that now. Now, in full disclosure, he did thank Seattle fans and 49er fans just before saying the a hole comments on Twitter. He said he wanted to thank all those fans. But it, he uses this is a guy fifth round uses every single piece of whatever it to get like. himself going. And he's just more vocal than other people. I mean, look, Tom Brady, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. He's going to handle things the way he handles things. Put on his Ugg boots just like the rest of us. <laughs> just like everybody else. I, I, I'm just going to be going to stick be... the baby on the four wheeler <laughs> and just <laughs> go yeah, I heard about that. and just go. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, he's going to he's going to have a lot. He, there's no doubt when he, they arrive Monday or whenever they arrive next week, he'll be the guy that they go to with Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. Will be the those are the guys that the at media is going to ask for those three. All right, question all for week you. long, and they're going to they might ask for Marshawn Lynch just to just to chip Beast away mode. at him and, and see sure. if he's going to refuse how about, to just talk. How about Ann Wilson of Heart going into yeast mode <laughs> to sing that? <laughs> you mentioned that before you were here. But yeah, he told us. I tweeted him. So good. I tweeted him. When the Pope has Lent, he goes into priest, priest mode. mode. I'm telling you, everything should be the mode. <laughs> Diane Weist mode. Famous actress. When she's still really killing a part, yeah. she goes into Weist mode. She goes into Weist mode. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, you, just, say you want to watch 12 episodes of Faulty Towers. You'll go into Cleese mode. You, you might have to. You do. You might have to go into a little bit of cleese mode. I, you know, I have a question for you. So yes. when you're watching Russell Wilson run around, yes. Fran Tarkenton esque, right. just eluding one guy. I mean, he is amazing. Yes. So sneaky, and then with the arm to back it up and yes. make the uh, 58 yard pass or whatever. Did you say? Do you say to yourself, "All right"? If you're Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football, watching yes. this, saying this is the type of quarterback I can be in this league, the problem is I think Russell Wilson is a far more mature and complete human being. Okay, <laughs> I, I think I don't that, think that's a question. I think that's right? the narrative right now. <laughs> but that but you can so, be sure to. Uh, but but but, but 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 does Johnny does Johnny Jacksonville turn that team around? Does Johnny, he? Ja- I think he's going to be Johnny uh, Cleveland. Could be Cleveland. Johnny, Cleveland. Johnny Brown Johnny could be Brown. Johnny, Johnny Houston. Could be Johnny Houston. Could be Johnny Houston. I don't think. Could be Johnny Texan. You don't think so? He could Why? be. I, I think Johnny's going to be fantastic. I think they double down on Clowney on the defensive line, or they trade the pick. I don't think. I think I the Rams get Clowney. I think the Rams. Would get you be Clowney. in favor of the Rams cutting Bradford and taking Manziel? Yes, I, I would. would. I definitely would. Dome Stadium, you know, weather's not a factor. You get a chance to really run around with these amazing receivers. We, I think they get. What if they get him and they get Evans? They get his receiver we as well. Don't know. 
Johnny Manziel's makeup. True. You don't. don't. You don't. You definitely we don't. don't. We've but read Russell about Wilson's it. Wilson's success. Right, hold on a minute. We've read about pays it. the road. We've read about it. Right. We've watched it. We have. We've also. We've read into body language on sidelines. We have seen photographs on TMZ Sports. That's we've seen right. all of well, them. I think and we don't know. We do not know if that is indicative of a the professional that he will be, or just a boy being a boy right now well, in college. Well, my yeah, stance, my stance on Manziel is well known. Huh? My stance on Manziel is known. Which on, is on this show, I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be great too. I mean, look, you got guys like Trent Dilfer who seem like t- a tough dude, saying I've spent the time with him as much time as anybody else has, mm-hmm. and he's a good guy. And he's a, to me, I think he's got to get with the right coach. You, you, like he can't be with Jason Garrett. Well, the same you know way I mean, Russell Wilson is with the right coach. Right. Russell Wilson is the right coach, coach, but I mean, Jason uh, Garrett. Yeah, and yeah but, like, but, but Jeff Fisher. Pay, by Jeff the way, Fisher. if the Cowboys drafted Johnny Mansell, <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> that? Please, <laughs> that's catnip. Uh, but like Jerry wants it. Do you know, know what I mean? Yeah, we just uh, uh, we have uh, we have the rights. I have him working with Quincy Carter. We have the rights to JerryFootball.com. Just Johnny Johnny Football. Ball, uh, but no, that'd be amazing. I mean, of course, you could. We got see that Johnny Manziel selling Jerry wipes out in front of the stadium. So, uh, in our uh, ten minutes we have left with you here, yes. um, let's go over. Let's let's hit on some Super Bowl storylines that you think we've got. There's definitely the Richard Sherman storyline. Yes, there's the weather storyline. We're going to be story- talking about weather. We're going to be talking about weather a lot, too much. Okay, but it'll actually remind if you just sort of put it in the context of the old games of yes. the old Bart Starr. Everybody yeah. can see their breath. Right. This is the way football was played yes. back in the day. But you then you I, I just said this to the commissioner uh, in the conversation we just played. Fans, though, when it comes down to the win or lose, win or die, history making game. Most fans want to remove weather as a variable and say that shouldn't be playing into it. It should be whatever got you there, even though whatever got you there was, was based on the wet. It's but you've got two teams. Right? Look, got it's two only going to be shit the fans at the game. That's Everyone be, else is going to have fun. But by the way, players grew. But and by the players, way, as kids who grew up with potentially se- true. season tickets, did you say it was potentially true that we were kids it's who grew no. up? No. <laughs> uh, as kids who grew up, what do you know? Wait, about I think you are Benjamin Button. <laughs> season yes. tickets. We're aging backwards. Season tickets to the football Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals. We, when you sit in cold weather with fans watching a game, there is another camaraderie level that I think actually gets removed at the Super Bowl at this point because who goes to the Super Bowl? Only super wealthy people who have a chance to go to a Super Bowl. Like to quote our friend Nick Kroll's show, Rich Dicks. That's a lot of people at the Super Bowl. You look around. It just it, it so, but like with people. the weather, will actually bond people. You know what I mean? Like you gotta huddle up a I mean, little we bit. We threw a blanket across the whole row, including the drunk guy at the end of our role who who, who was wearing off, a pumpkin on his took head. Took off his pumpkin <laughs> and threw it on the ground on a Halloween thing. Like we were all part of this thing, and it banded us I together. I think and, it will get fan. I actually think the weather for the fan experience there will. I know it's going to be cold, but you bundle up and you and you have a good time. And I actually think it'll get people more excited. You know, I, to me, I think it'll make the game better. It'll make it more fun. I mean, you guys are going to be freezing, I, no, but listen, you know, like what it. can you do? I like it. And the league, it, yeah. the league, the league loves it. The I league think it's going to be it. great. And it just means it can be anywhere. Really it. I think the league really I, likes it. I, I, the, just shaking it up. I think that it's just, it becomes, it's just what, 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 it just, it's not the same. Not the just same. every year doesn't need to be See, the super same. So you go into yeah. a, and you go into a rut, you go to these same places over and over. And I think New York's a great place to have it. How about this too? Because the commissioner said, said this as well, removing the extra point. This to me was the most, I was there. Removing the so extra everything point. everything has to be that, a two-point conversion. No. That you score 
it's seven points. Wow. You get you get the seventh point for merely hitting the end zone. You can create a play that would currently be a two point play. There'd be one point worth one. Worth one. But if you go for it and miss it, you, you subtract six. one. You get six. You just get six for the touchdown. I mean, why? Because they're saying that basically no. everyone makes it. Everyone makes an extra point. He said. He said wow. there were twelve hundred extra point attempts this year. Five missed. Yeah. So I get it. I get it. Point? And it's an injured. It's a high risk injury play. Yeah. yeah and uh, yeah, because Gronk, it's Gronk. Gronk, right? I know. Extra point. I, by the way, what do you think of that idea? I get it. I don't so mind think it. about it. So you're down. So you score a touchdown. Wow. You you you're you're down. You're down one, right? By scoring the seven. Now, what if you tie the game? Well, yeah, yeah, if you tie so the, let's game, take the you're game, you're just walking off no, the field. No, let's take the, the, let's let's take the But the, if you're down one, you could go for so, two. But if you tie the game with a touchdown, and you could go for one and win it. Oh, but you, you lose it. But you lose it if you miss it. Oh, Imagine that's, that's, that's that great. Happens. It changes the strategy. Oh, my it. Lord. It what, is, what does the card say about that? I don't even. You'd have to remake the card. Chip Kelly's just like, But that's my point. Just like seeing right into that is the mindset of what's going on in the front office of the NFL. Everything is on the table. Everything's on the table. Everything's on the table. And anything's possible. I mean, I, I look. They you took, like that idea? I actually like do it. like it. I, I do mean, like it. The only play it. it takes away, though, is a fake extra point to a two-point conversion. That's the Not only. that, but, but how many of those happen? And yeah, you said it. Only five missed the only whole year? Only five missed the whole year. you can't return them in the pros like you can in college for a so, point. So, I mean, I, I kind of feel like you're still going to have – you still have a need for kickers. I mean, literally, you watched the games yesterday, the field goal kickers. Matt Prater hit that 54-yarder or whatever he hit, whoever kicked. You're like, that was – when when you're scoring field goals and you're just getting points out of stuff, even on just drives where you know end of the half and whatnot, they, they're important. We field saw a kick- 64 yard field goal this year. Field goal kickers are still important. Yeah, I and agree. I would say that I would say you don't diminish their importance on the team by doing this. I don't think no, it's I a don't bad think call. so at all. It's the extra point. You just remove it. You get seven. You stipulate it. But if you want to, if you need eight to tie, that's right. It's that one. But if you need eight to tie, you're now only going to potentially get six, which I can't imagine would be. But let me say this: if you miss it. Here's the if you need eight to tie right. and you miss one, okay, let's just right. say if right. it's the last second, you're screwed. But if you do have a little bit more time left, even if you just kick the extra point, you still have to go down and kick a field goal. Do you know what I'm saying? So that whole thing is still in play. If, mm-hmm. if you just kick the extra point and didn't go for two. What if let, let's use the Patriots situation where they were down yes. 16. 16. That was the game right oh, there. Right, right. So if they had scored. They would have been down – if they just gotten seven, they would have been down nine. They would have still needed two scores anyway. Right. But if they, if they, were, if they went down – if they were – if they went for two and then didn't get it, they'd have been down six. They'd have still needed the, the same – right? Yeah, they you still need the ten. It's the same it's thing. It's the exact same thing. It's the exact same, same. thing. Exact same. Same. Was this in an attempt to right. make the games run more quickly? No, it's an attempt to make it, it – it just to, to take something play. To take something that people use as a, an immediate pee break. Right. Right, because it just – it's stipulated it's that it's like through. It's kind of like a penny and putting, in and currency. putting like putting a little something on I I use that analogy. Well, no, but if the injury thing as well, you got to – they could go under the guise of like, look, setting up for special teams and having these guys come in here and get injured – we want to take that out of the game. All right, so the other storyline, I think, is uh, in the in the uh, Super Bowl. Obviously, you got Peyton Manning. Yep. Will he get as many? A leg- it's a legacy game for him. This is, you know, to me, it's the John old. John Elway looking more and more like the logo of the Denver Broncos. He looks more and more like the logo. Is that a, of the a, he looks I need more to start. Like a I need to write that no, down. I think he's looking more and more like Gary Busey. Have we seen those two people? We've <laughs> never <laughs> seen him, too. <laughs> you have not. You mean Pappas, right? Yeah. yeah. Utah. If you see Gary, if you see John Elway doing Kia commercials in like central Kia Pennsylvania, Kia. then you know that's. A, <laughs> but I mean, hey, El- hey now. But look, 
Elway is the perfect guy to lead this team. He's done it before. I mean, if anybody should be giving the speech right before the game, it's Elway saying, like, look, late in my career, my Broncos team helped me win two Super Bowls. Here you got a chance to give this guy. And that's why he brought Peyton, Peyton in. You that's know? why he brought, I mean, John Elway, if they win, they officially, they really officially, but they completely absolve themselves of the whole Tebow situation. Oh, I think they've already they done have, that. But like, I mean, now that Manning has more playoff wins in Denver than Tebow had. Right. You know, he matched it and then surpassed it. I mean. But he is, so now you've got the old guard, Manning, definite Hall of Famer. There's that. Russell Wilson as the new, kind yes, of the young gun. That's so there, that's going to be a storyline. Stand in the pocket passer versus a scrambler. Yes. And the coaches, too, I think is a big storyline. Coaches? Yeah, they're, they're, they're two, they're, yeah, they're technically retreads. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. To me, it's just exciting that you've got offense versus defense. Offense versus defense, but two of the best teams in the league. Like, I remember when it was the Patriots. Remember the Jake DeLome, Carolina Panthers? Like, that team for me, as a guy who's not such a huge Carolina Panthers fan, I was, I really, and by the way, that was a close game. It was a close game, but my attitude was like, "Mm, really? Is that really what I want to see right now? That's what I think of every time Peyton Manning does his Omaha business and, 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 <laughs> and, and, and does everything at the line of scrimmage and throws the perfect dime pass because he changed out of a perfect play, out of a bad play, play into, into a, a perfect, perfect play, play and saw the defense and saw all that and just operated at such a high level and he goes back to the sideline. I always think John Fox is like, that never happened with Jake DeLone. Never <laughs> happened. <laughs> just like, thank God for this man. I always think that every time. Do you feel away? like also like Peyton Manning is throwing a lot more touch passes like over the thing? So there were a like couple ch- in the AFC Championship game that floated oh. right into the one five square inch window that was open. He's I mean, becoming like Jordan when Jordan couldn't get up as much anymore and right. was just like that fadeaway fade jumper that yeah. nobody could block. Found a different way to still be the greatest. Found a different way to yeah. still be amazing. And, yep. and he's also like not getting hit. Kudos at to their all. offensive line. He's I mean, not getting we'll hit see, at all. We'll see what happens. Yeah, the are they going to bring – does Pete Carroll bring – do they Seattle, bring the they heat? They have to bring the heat. There's no question They're Seattle's going to They're bringing everything. Oh. There's no the, question it, Seattle's going to be able to get to We're him. talking There's the no offense, doubt. defense of each side, but – well, like Russell Wilson in Seattle's offense is fun to watch too. And then look at what the Broncos' defense did yesterday to to Tom Brady. Yeah, they were look, at the Broncos, look at the Broncos' running game. There was a very key like third and there 11. was a third and ten, third and ten, third and, and ten. Uh, they handed off to No. Well, Moreno. He gets Peyton checked out of a pass to a run, run. play, and he got twenty eight yards. You that. essentially have a coach on the field. Yeah. Okay, yeah. it's like you have a second offensive coordinator running your team. And to me, it's like either way, I'm happy. As a fan of like either team, I'm at. We have really close friends in Denver who are part of like the sports. That's where we recorded our second record our second CD in Denver. We have mm, great comedy nice. fans there. We have a friend who runs a sports talk radio show there, and he was texting me from the game. He's like, "It's bedlam here." I'm excited for my friends there, and I'm yeah. happy for them, and happy for a guy like Peyton Manning, who, in my opinion, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Would love to see him go in with two. Maybe he wins another one next year. You never know. But I'm saying for Seattle, as a city that we love to go yeah. to, a city they took we love, the Supersonics from Seattle. I mean, like, that town is—it's so creative, it's so interesting, it's so cool. The great fact that they can scene. great music, scene. the fact that like great comedy scene, great soccer. I oh, mean, yeah. like, think about the Seattle Sounders. Sounders. They they yeah. sell out. You know, like that's an Sounders Timbers is an insane rivalry, and, and it's I, been twelve years since the Mariners made the playoffs. Too twelve they're, years they're since starving up there. I mean, they, they, they actually have spent some money. So they got they, Robbie Cano they coming got up. Robbie they got, got Jay Z's second baseman going up. But there. they're but but. For, you're happy for that city. You're happy for Russell Wilson because he's a good guy who no does doubt. it the right way. So yeah. 
as a football fan, whatever happens, I want to see a great game. And, and, that, and that's why I can't wait, because you are going to see a great game. Mm-hmm. So every storyline in here is fantastic. And then you got Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman takes up a whole week of talking right there. He's going to be great. Like, he's going to be talking smack about every single one of their receivers. I don't know. I think he's going to dial it back a little bit. You do? You I think do. Pete's telling him to dial it back? I think he's going to dial it back a little bit. He might not go forward and go crazier, but I think he's I still going to talk. I think, listen, he's going to have to talk Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of Super Bowl week. Mm-hmm. If he goes up there each time and puts every single one of these people on full blast <laughs> the way that he did Crabtree, <laughs> it makes no sense. I think it was it more personal. No sense. It makes no sense to do it. It Great. makes no sense for even if it's like, I'll take the heat for everybody here. Mm-hmm. Let the whole mm-hmm. spotlight mm-hmm. come on me. Mm-hmm. You've got a quarterback back there that could make it your birthday at any minute of any time. He doesn't matter how great you, you can. That's so, right. and, and so in that respect, I think he's going to have great respect for him in the mm-hmm. game, and mm-hmm. he's going to dial it back a little bit. He is smart enough to do that. You cannot be on Spinal Tap 11 That's in right. the no. Super Bowl That's true. every That's true. single time you're in the spotlight. Two weeks. You, you just can't. Weeks. You do have a lot. It is a long hype. You know it is I mean? a weeks. long hype as you lead up to this Very thing. long hype. But it is going to be, you guys are going to have so much fun. New York City. You know, hanging out there, like the the um, the stars and the people that will come out there. It's just going to be an incredible. Yeah, we're excited. Like really I said, the, I'm excited. Um, the uh, your your um, your comedy special. Yes. yes, we're doing an hour stand-up special that we are shooting in Madison, Wisconsin, at the Majestic when? Theater on two twenty-two. Deuces Wild, February twenty-second. Uh, so a month away. We'll we be at the Combine, I think, at that we time. We will be at the Combine. You guys are at the Combine. Anybody who's in the Wisconsin area, it's going to be a phenomenal show. It's okay. this theater is gorgeous. And the first uh, show's almost sold out. First show's almost. We have yeah, we're two thirds of the way man. sold a month out, and the second show one third of the way. So we want to well, try and sell the podcast bump here. Yeah, How cool is Madison too as a town? Madison's the and a phenomenal comedy town. That's so. the first town that we've we we've had all of our shows at the at Great Comedy Club, Comedy Club on State. All of our shows were sold out before we landed. They added another show. We sold that out. And they support comedy. They really They're do smart. support it. They're fun. They're good. And then for the special, our idea for framing the special, I'm not going to give it away here. Yes. Don't give away too much. But your, Rich is going to be involved. Rich Eisen is going to be involved oh. in, our, in our special. And I'm very excited. Maybe I'm some other NFL uh, talent. And so Thank you for calling anything. me talent. Anytime you, you're you allowed, for, you're allowed to have the drinks. You're <laughs> right, allowed to have yeah, the yeah. drinks okay. in the in the case. Okay, yeah. very good. Uh, but Thank we'll you. be a part of I it. I look so. forward to that. Of course. Of course. Um, and so, people, how can they get tickets? Go, uh, you go, go to majesticmadison.com. You can go to our website, supersclars.com. There's Super a place you can uh, buy the tickets com. off our calendar and uh, come see us, come man. See it's it's going to be a really fun show. Okay. Really, really fun. And were you on a kids show too? Yeah, we're on this. If you have, we have. I have kids six and eight, and they actually watch this show on Disney XD called Mighty Med. It's actually funny. Guy that's what you were doing today? Yeah. A guy from Family Guy and a guy from Scrubs came together and they created, created a really funny, funny show. show about these kids who find a secret hospital that helps superheroes uh, get oh. better after battle. It's live action. Oh, so we're cool. really Family in Guy it. and Scrubs. That's, yeah, that's legit. Fun. Yeah, it's legit. Really funny. Really, really, funny. really funny. It's like, and it's, it's helped me develop a, a whole new sort of basis for what my kids are allowed okay. to watch. I'm like, you can only watch good comedy. Well, uh, <laughs> it's great having you here. It's a blast. Thanks for coming in. You'll come into us. We appreciate again. that. Um, Should we get him on the record with a pick? Yeah, do you want to make a pick? Ooh. Because uh, we're not going on a record here, even though I have been so on fire lately. Have you? I finished up the regular season week 17, 15 and 1. What? I got I, I missed I missed on the Chargers He's over the Bengals, 24. but have nailed every wow. 
And Single no, playoff pick no on spread. the head. I was no four sp- for four in divisional weekend. Straight up. We, we, this Straight spread, up. Spread here is something you put on a uh, peanut butter. Or spread you yeah. put it on. Yeah, we don't understand what you mean by that. Yeah. The commissioner well, was I a guest it, on this show. That's for why crying I kept out loud. it very veiled. Yes. <laughs> the commissioner was on this program. Yeah, you're 24 Lock out of spread. 26. I'm 24 out of my last 26. That's oh. insane. You're so on fire. I am world. not going to okay. make this pick okay. now, even though that that 24 out of 26. This how poor I was in the first 16 weeks of the season. I'm only now tied on the overall. We didn't even talk about Michigan beating uh, Wisconsin. In hoops, at Wisconsin. It's a good seeds beating. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. It's good for the tournament. It's all that matters. It's just yeah, a, that will be a three, maybe a two. Got to beat Iowa. It helps the RPIs. Got to beat Iowa. Gotta, that was our biggest helps victory. On, it was our biggest victory on the road mm-hmm. against, uh, against a ranked team. Last time, 1964, against Duke, they were ranked fifth. Do you want to make a pick? Yes. Uh, I think Denver wins. Ooh. I think Denver wins 27 23. Okay. I got I, I got Denver also. I think Peyton's just too much. And I go 34 to 28. There you go. It's no close. shows in Seattle so there'll coming There'll be no up, defense yes. in this. Yeah, I know. We got some no. shows in Seattle coming up. No, Great I mean, comedy town. Great comedy town. I'm uh, not saying we want that. But, look, I, but also, by the way, it could go either way. Like, you, you could see Marshawn Lynch could go totally. nuts. And, you know. Yeah, I don't feel strong about that pick. I, but, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't feel I good it. about what I just said. Well, I made it, but that's most of my life. I don't feel. Good you can uh, follow the uh, the Sklar Brothers on Twitter. We are well. at at Sklar Brothers. S K L A R Brothers, and also Sklar Bro Country yep. podcast is Earwolf. Free start, start, start with the one we did with Start you. with the Rich Eisen one. It's Please. on iTunes. It's I'd free. L- it's so much fun. I'd love to come back. You, you are. Well. You have an open invite, man. You're the best. Always. You Thanks. are the best. Want to thank? Uh, here, here's something you're never going to hear again. So mm-hmm. enjoy this. I want to thank the Sklar Brothers for appearing on this show, and also Commissioner Roger Goodell for appearing. On you show. know, it was nice of him. Think. Are you glad that we let him come on this show? <laughs> he opened for us. He, he asked us if it was okay, and we, we said, "Yeah, you know what? Serve at his pleasure." That's yes. right. Well, we all serve we, at the man's pleasure. We'll update pleasure. the picks on the back end of this week. Yeah, uh, for we'll, our we'll, we'll get to the picks and uh, and um, and, the, and the playoff challenge that mm-hmm. I'm I am boat racing now because I've gotten. I will have every single player in my Super Bowl round save one. Wide receiver spot at four times the multiple, 4X. So, adios, Chris's. Mm-hmm. You are in the dust. <laughs> you are in the dust. Well, you know what, Rich? we got to let you win something on your I own I appreciate show. that. Thank That's you. That's right. It's charity You're a good man. Anything. Thanks again, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. You bet. That's the Sklar Brothers. Follow them on Twitter. Also, at Chris Law. Thank you very much. Yes, Rich. At uh, Chris Brockman. I'm at Rich Eisen for At The Eisen Podcast. Peace out. And for all of us here at the Medill School of Journalism, Thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen. Stay listening to 